on our third week of missions because the church needs to be on a mission. We don't want to stay inside these four walls and sit and soak till we get stagnant. We want to get out there and we want to take the gospel out. So um, I've had this thought on my mind, and I even went on the internet and was looking to see if any other churches are using it. And years ago, uh, we started saying it when our church was first planted. Uh, we started saying this, but uh, I, I, I didn't like it then, and I, and I didn't think I wanted that to be our culture or, or, or be what our tag or our mission statement wanted to be, so I kind of was putting it out. But it keeps burning in my heart, and it's been burning like the last three months. But I want you to write this down. Bring them in, bring them in, raise them up, and send them out. That's what Church on the Rock's about, is bringing them in. And you know, when we uh, decided to have children, you know, that was something intentional or something planned. Well, wait a second. Maybe it wasn't intentional and planned. I remember my wife came in, and, and she was crying, and she came to my, I was at my granny's house, and she came in, and, and, and I said, Carmen, what's wrong? She said, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, I'm pregnant. Not with one, but two kids. So um, maybe it's not intentional or planned, but with children, we bring them in the world, right? And then the second thing we do is what? We raise them up so that we can what? Send them out. And you know, that is how it is in the church world. We bring people in intentionally, and we train them up. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he won't what? He won't depart from that. So we believe that bring them in needs to be intentional. It needs to be something deliberate. It needs to be something that we're aware of and we're focused on it and we're working on it. You know, church on the rock must never stop growing. Let me say that again. We must never, we must never, 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 we must never stop growing. Why must we not stop growing? Number one is because God loves people. He's patient with people. The reason we can't stop growing is because God doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants to save everybody. Amen? So we've got to keep growing. We've got to keep growing because it's God's will to grow. How many believe it's God's will that we grow? Because the Bible says that a church that's under Christ's control, that, that God strengthens and nourishes, and he holds the ligaments and the joints together, and that body grows. Everybody say grows. That body grows as God wants it to grow. So can I say today that God wants us to grow and never stop growing. Amen? And then the third thing is God has called us to reach people. He's called us to reach people. Jesus said, go into the country. Go into the lanes. Go behind, your, go behind the hedges. In today's terms, it would be, say, go to the gym. Go to your schools. Go to your workplace. Go to your neighborhood. Go to your convenience store. Go to your Walmart. Go to your, your place you get uh, groceries. And try to find someone. Church, let's don't lose this. Let's don't lose that people are dying and going to hell if they don't know Jesus Christ. Let's... Keep aware of that. And wherever we're at, try to urge people to come to the Lord. Urge them. Hey, the Bible says that we are Christ ambassadors. Everybody say ambassadors. Say it with conviction like Josh said. We're ambassadors. Ambassadors. An ambassador is an accredited diplomat sent by the country as its official representative to a foreign country. 
everything that that country has, that diplomat has. So God said that you are his accredited diplomat. That when you go out of these four walls, you go as a diplomat, an accredited diplomat. That you have all the power that Jesus said, where he said these things and greater things you shall do in my name. You go out as a diplomat with full power, and, and, and it says that God wants to make his appeal through you. How's God going to talk? He talks through us, his mouthpiece. He makes his appeal through us. We speak for Christ, and we urge people to come back to God. How many of you have people in your life that you need to be like urging them, you need to come to God. You need to come back to God. And we're going to touch that a little bit more. So we can reach people that are far away from God. And, and to reach people that are far away from God, I think we need to do four things. You can write these down. One is we got to accept that pers personal responsibility. We need to accept that personal responsibility. And after you do that, look for ways to build a personal relationship with people. And then after that, you build that relationship and that friendship. Then you can start sharing your personal story. And then it can go into giving a personal invitation to Christ. God has been telling me this year that this needs to be a year of first. That this needs to be a year of first. That we need to move further this year than we've ever moved. There needs to be something we do first. And salvation can be a first time thing. How many of you have ever led anybody to the Lord? Have you led someone to the Lord? Let this be a first. Let this be a first this year, okay? So reaching your world, I think, starts by identifying your world. If you guys can put that uh, picture up, that diagram, that diagram with the bullseye. Uh, reaching your world, it starts like this. The first thing you got to do is you have to identify your world, okay? And you'll notice that uh, our pattern, what, what, the way we personally identify our world is first, the, the scripture says that um, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and all the uttermost parts of the earth. So what it does is it starts with your Jerusalem. Before you get out in Samaria and other parts of the world, let's think about your Jerusalem. And what your Jerusalem is, is it's your family and it's your, and it's your friends. Um, I, I, I shared with you a while back, I got to lead my brother to the Lord. I got to lead my cousin Terry to the Lord. I got to lead my cousin Shauna to the Lord. I got to lead my cousin Tracy to the Lord. I got to lead my best friend Ted to the Lord. I got to lead Carrie Lawrence to the world. I got to lead Brian to the Lord. I mean, I could, I could go, brump of all my friends and family that was in my world, that I got to take the message of Christ to them and see them accept him. Brothers and sisters, you are Christ-accredited diplomats filled with his power, and he sent you out to plead his case and tell people you must come to God. You must come to God. And here's the thing, you can do it better than even we can because you're the one with the relationship with them. God has that. I'm praying the Lord stirs our heart. And then we go into your co-workers and your neighbors. And then your acquaintances. You can even get into acquaintances. Man, I'm, I, I build relationships at the gym. Um, I, I, I've got so many guys that, that I'm working with. In fact, uh, Ryan and his wife... You, you know how we try to do things to bridge it to where people will, will come to a church event? Uh, I, I have this guy named Ryan, and his wife is MJ. And, and I, I meet with him every, every, every week and stuff. Is he in church yet? No. 
But he came to the Easter thing. And you know what else he's going to come to? He's coming to the bonfire Friday night. He's coming to the bonfire. So we're urging him. And, and I'm not telling you to do something I'm not doing. We, we got to urge people. Hey, this Friday night is the perfect thing to take your friends to. It's the perfect opportunity to bring your friends. It's the perfect opportunity if you've been coming to church on the rock and you want to get to know some people. It's the perfect opportunity. I have somebody else from the gym. Um, his name is uh, Vic. And I don't know his wife's name because I feel a little weird talking to the ladies. And, and you don't want to be like, hey, what's your name? And stuff like that. But Vic and his wife are like, start asking me, so when's church? First I told them that I was a pastor. But now they're saying, when's church? When's church? Brothers and sisters, let them know you go to church. Let people know. The Bible says if we deny the Lord Jesus Christ before our friends and our families and, and our people, it says that he'll deny us before the Heavenly Father. Let's don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God that brings people to salvation. There's no other way. So, 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 so we see that. We, 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 we do that. And if you want to take this same diagram with the church, the church's pattern, our Jerusalem, I take uh, 47 and I-90 and we make a cross, and then we take five miles and we say that's our Jerusalem. So our Jerusalem's Huntley, Hampshire, Penn Green, Gilbert's, five miles out. That's what we focus on. But then we get into our Judea, and the way we get into a Judea is we become a part of a church plant in Elgin. You're going to hear about a church plant in Rockford here in a little bit. We be, that could be our Samaria to where we're being a part of something further out than us. When we came to Church on the Rock 18 years ago, the Lord told us that we were to reach Chicago land. We are just on the cuff and on the edge and at that place to where we're starting to see some of the vision speak that we've been waiting for for years. And the Lord's been speaking something to my heart that we heard at um, District. He's saying, Brian, walk amongst the ruins, because it's a personal word. And as we walk amongst the ruins, we can see in days what it takes men years to do. It doesn't matter to me that we've been 18 years. Do you know what, uh, uh, Dan and Abigail, um, my, my goals for Church on the Rock... We just hit some of those goals 18 years ago that I had as a three-year goal. Because our timing gets off sometime. But you don't get discouraged about it. You just keep plugging along. Amen? But we are in that season. We are in that place to where it could be starting churches. And then we get into world missions. But I want us to realize that we're partners. Everybody say partners. We're partners with the Holy Spirit. Mike Barreto really gave me revelation revelation of this about how God just takes what we do and he just makes something happen out of it kind of like a pressure comes off me I, I, I can do the very best that I can to bring a word or to preach something but I have to trust that the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart and moving in your heart and drawing you to action and motivating your spirit because I can't do that okay so when we, guys, when you go out and urge people to the Lord, and you go out there and become a voice, and you put yourself out there, I'm telling you, you're the ones chosen of God to do that. He, he made you his instrument, that 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says that. But when we share and we put ourselves out there, 
Trust me, he draws people's heart. That's why I stopped a second ago. Josh, when you said, when you said, I, I stopped the spirits of anxiety and this and that, I was going to write a note to you and talk to you and staff. Wow, Josh, when you did that, I felt that happen in the spirit. It really did happen in the spirit because Josh spoke it and God moved. When you speak and you get out there for the Lord, the Holy Spirit will draw him, won't he, Mike? The Holy Spirit will draw. So you know that, 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 that there's something supernatural happening. So we can partner with God. I talked about uh, inviting people to the weekend service. When we talk about bring them in, bring them in is a, the majority of the way we're bringing in is the weekend service. Like you know that, that, that that's the place that you can bring people and they can find salvation. The other thing are these connect events. The other thing to bring people to are groups. And then also serving opportunities that we do in the community. So that's the main way that we do that. And, and, and um, again, this bonfire, Friday, June 28th. Uh, if you're a young adult, Josh, is that young adult thing still going? If you're a young adult, tomorrow night, tomorrow night at Hampshire, uh, get with Josh. Is it on Facebook or something? It's in the bulletin. If you have a bulletin, uh, if you're a student or a young adult, You've got a place you can be tomorrow night. So that's the first one is bring them in. Two is raise them up. Raise them up. It says, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Notice it says some. There's a difference between calling and gifting. We all have gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're supposed to use, the Bible says that we're to use our gift of the Holy Spirit to edify and to help people. But now calling is different than gifting. God calls people to be apostles or pioneers. You guys are doing apostolic work. There'll be an apostolic anointing on you to pioneer your church. Uh, you, you'll operate in a supernatural faith, a gift of faith. You, you'll see stuff that, that, that maybe you didn't see in another season because your season is apostolic right now. Uh, uh, and, and we see people are called to be evangelists. People are called to teach. You can teach, little t teach, and not be a big t called teacher. Prophet, you can little p prophesy. Little p prophesy means that you can say words from the Lord to each other. And the Bible says that it brings edification, comfort, and exhortation. But you can little p prophesy, but yet there's a difference between prophecy and being a prophet the prophet is still working in our land and in our churches today. And it's important that we have. So when it says he's given prophets and evangelists and teachers, like, like Larry, there's a, Larry Nacelli, there's a calling of teacher. So he leads Rock School of the Bible that we have on Tuesday night because he and Gail are anointed and called, capital T, to be teachers so that we can raise up, edify, and raise up the next generation of leaders and people in the ministry. You all see what we're talking about here? So that's a type of raising them up. But the fivefold raises it up. I'm even believing someday that we're going to see a true evangelist in COTR, in Church on the Rock, to where there's an anointing on them to where they can teach people to evangelize. And, and they, can, they, they can work in that capacity. Justin is a capital P pastor. That guy has a pastor's heart. 
He's administrative. He's caring. He's an amazing. Do you know the Bible says, I can do this since they're not saying it about me. Do you know you're to thank God for the gifts that he gives you? And, and not be like Christmas. Oh, I didn't want that gift. The Bible says we need to be thankful for the gifts of God. And I'm thankful for Valerie. And I'm thankful for Justin being at Church on the Rock. We love you guys. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we see, we see with the Rock School Bible. Another way that we raise people up is the grow track. The grow track. Um, you'll see that that is offered on July 3rd. I'm going to talk to Justin this week because he's been at camp. And I'm feeling like we're even going to offer that a little bit more. Hey, guys, listen. Here's the best way of raising people up is Church on the Rock groups. Groups are a great place to grow. We believe that life change happens in the context of what do you think I'm going to say? Relationships. We believe that life change happens in the context of relationship. Rock groups have one simple purpose, to bring people together because God created us to live in community with each other, and it's only then that we can experience the full life. If you're, if you're like saying, man, I just don't feel like I'm experiencing that full life, try getting in a group. And then a group is a place of connection, so we don't live life alone. A, a, a group is a place that we care for each other. You know, when you, uh, when you are in a group, problems become smaller as God uses people to support and encourage you. Have you ever noticed that, that the problems get smaller and God gets bigger? Groups are placed so they can help you to, to, to be able to go through things in life. And then here's the third one. It, it, groups are a place to continually grow together. You know, the other day I was, um, when, when, I, when I work out, I do 12. Like if I'm on the bench, I'll do 12, then I'll do 10, then I'll do 8, then I'll do 6, then I'll do 12, and then I'll go do something else 12 on a specific particular body part whatever I'm working on but the other when I get down to that six you want to push it and the other day I was like I really want to push it today and, and I was like we put a couple, a couple plates on and and I was like I called a spotter over some guy I call spotters over because that's another chance to get to know people <laughs> I'm like oh, I'm gonna win somebody to the Lord you, you, you get to know them and and I call them over and they said how many of you think you can do and I said, oh, probably three, probably three, maybe four, but you might have me with a fourth one. But because he was there and because he was saying, come on, come on, do it, punch it. And, and he was there. I popped out seven and probably could have got three more be, be, because, because, guys, that's what happens when you're in group is people help and they encourage you and they help you rise to the full potential that God wants you to be. You know, so we see that. It's a place to grow. Um, I'm working on what I'm calling a discipleship track. We're going to have three trimesters with groups. And I'm, I'm working right now to do something to where I'm putting something together that goes freedom, Holy Spirit, freedom, Holy Spirit, authority of the believer, marriage, prayer, parenting, healing, faith, and financial. And I'm putting together curriculum to where I'm going to get host families and leaders to where it sets a discipleship track to where we can grow to where we're all free. To where we all understand and are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. To where we know the authority of the believer. So it's a discipleship track because God has called us not to just bring people in, but we're called to raise people up. 
Are you all with me? And the group models based on Acts 5.42 and Acts 20.20 where it says they went house to house. So, so as a, this is how we're raising people up and things we're offering at the church. But here's something else I want to challenge you with today. Is we as a unit, remember I said that your, your ministry is what you do inside the house. Everybody should have a ministry. We're in this together. Everybody, uh, it's like being in a home together. We all have chores. Uh, Jesus talks about a body, how everybody has a part in the body, okay? So that's our ministry, okay? And then our mission is what we go outside the world to win our, our, our worlds. But as far as our ministry, here's what God's putting on. We as a unit, man, the Holy Spirit was speaking this to me so strong. I'm talking to me and you. Together, we as a unit, we as a body, we as a, a, a family, uh, we as a orchestra, uh, we as a football team, whatever you want it, whatever analogy, for us to win and us to be what God has called this church to be, God has given, the Bible says in 1 Peter 4.10, that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use these gifts to do what? Serve one another. Use these gifts to serve one another. Guys, here's the biggest thing. We have to raise the next generation. Children's ministry and student ministries. I mean, I showed you all the ways that we can enjoy and benefit as adults. Do you know sometimes people, we get so focused on our problems that sometimes the best antidote for our problems is to give ourselves away. Don't look at children's ministry or student ministry. Don't look at it as this. Well, I got to give up. I got to give up my Sunday morning service and, and I, I got to, man, I really hate giving that up. And look at it is I am sowing into the next generation. Guys, we have to sow. We have to raise our kids up. We have to partner together to, to do that. So, and then the other thing, I, I, I've been feeling like God says put some dreams out there. You know another dream? God has called us to raise up pastors, teachers, uh, full-time missionaries, full-time pastors, and to send. If you look back how many people Church on the Rock has sent, it's mind-boggling for the size that we are. We have sent a lot of people. And, and people are being called even now in Church on the Rock. But another thing that has always been in my heart, and I'm going to speak the vision because people will hear it and be like, I can be a part of that. It has always been in my heart to have, um, to have a day to where we went to all the schools or whatever and said, we are offering guitar, piano, bass, vocal. And guys, we already have the best theater teaching right in our church if you want to teach your kids in Crete and theater it's it's here now if you want to help get them in those arts sound running the sound boards IT has become such a huge part in churches today but God has called us not only to raise up pastors teachers and this and that and other we're supposed to raise up guitar players bass players piano players we're supposed to raise those things up, and, 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 and that may happen with some of you that do that, saying, hey, I'll donate my time to teach people these things. 
Because that, that's something that's really been in my heart. Do, do you know one of the largest churches in, in, in the United States is James River down in Springfield? Two of our two worship lead, two young men from this church are leading a worship. They lead the worship of, is there 18,000 members there or 12,000 or something? Hey, one of them, how many remember Izzy Marty? Izzy Marty. I remember handing him a bass and showing him the four strings and drawing it on a piece of paper. And giving him a sheet and say, hit this note. Because when you're church planting, you just do whatever you can do. And, and hit this note on that song. Just hit it. I remember one time we led worship with a, uh, everybody was gone. We had worship with a saxophone and starting this church. Okay. But, but Izzy took that bass and I played bass. He got to where he could do it as well as I could. And then he went over. So I was like, hey, take the bass. And, and then the next thing is we, we we, you guys, how many remember when we said, when I said, I feel like we're supposed to buy Izzy a guitar? And I was thinking you guys might give a couple hundred bucks. You gave like $1,700, and we went, to, we went to Guitar Center and bought the best guitar you could get. He uses that guitar. I showed him how to make chords, and I can't even play a guitar. You know how many people I've taught to play the piano by saying, showing them how to make chords, and they got a gift, and God just took them and do it? God wants us to raise up people. But Izzy's using that guitar that you guys bought, and he's leading worship in one of the largest churches in America. I think there needs to be a hand clap for the Lord for something like that. And the other guy that's there, Dave and Sherry, wave your hands up here. Where's your son at? And what's he doing? Uh, did he play guitar at what, uh, Joyce Meyer? Wasn't he at Joyce Meyer or some women's conference? So he's playing guitar. I remember doing the same thing with Aaron. Same thing. I'm not a music teacher. I remember a lady. Oh, I got to quit. I got to quit on stories. I'm quitting. You see my passion. And then our third thing. My third thing is we need to send people out. So we're, everybody say we're bringing them in. We're raising them up. And now we're sending them out. This is a quote out of a book called Saturate. I apologize for not getting his name. I forgot it unless somebody knows it. Close your eyes for a second. Can you imagine with me? Every city, every neighborhood, every street, every house saturated with Jesus' presence through his people, the church. What if in every school classroom and extracurricular activity students daily experience the person and work of Jesus through the church can you just dream with me of a day when no business retail center or industrial hub or place that you work can get away from the good news of Jesus proclaimed and the words expressed in his gracious deeds through you the church a day when every cafe, every pub, every restaurant, every bakery smells of the aroma of Christ. Open your eyes and look at the scripture on the screen. This is God's intention, John 20, 21. This is God's intention for the world. 
And he plans to do it through you, his people. He wants you to be a part of it. He does not have a backup plan. That hit me. We always got a backup plan. God does not have a backup plan. He does not have a backup plan. You are his plan. And again he said, peace be with you. As the Father, I love this point. Jesus said, as the Father sent me. Think about that. As the Father sent me. An ambassador. Jesus was an ambassador. As the Father sent me. So, I am sending you. I don't know about you, but I hope that we want to be a part of that world invasion. I hope that we want to be a part of that. I know, if you know and if you trust and love and follow Jesus, you are a part of that. If you haven't yet submitted your heart and your life, I pray today that you will do that. That you will make that choice and that commitment. Jesus was always about sending. He was always about sending. He sent out the 12. He sent out the 12 in Matthew 10. He sent out the 70 in Luke 10. I always remember that. Matthew 10, Luke 10. He's always sending. And he said, hey, I'm giving you power. I'm giving you power over the devil. Uh, I, I want you to go and announce the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Brothers and sisters, do you know when you walk in the building, God's peace walks in with you? Did you know that when you walk in a dark place, that God's light comes with you? Because you are an ambassador. You carry with you the, the, the potential and the power of heaven. And you, can, you, you don't need to announce it. Just know it. The Bible says that we have known and believed. you got to know whatsoever things you, 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 you desire in your heart. Believe that you receive them and you should have them. If you know in your heart and desire, you can walk in, Steve. We can walk in places and we can know that we're carriers of the presence and the power of the Lord. And there's a boldness. And we can say, the kingdom of God is here. It's here. And it's here through you. It's through you, the church. Jesus said, man, I'll give you power to heal the sick. I'll give you power to cleanse the leper. I'll give you power to raise the dead. I'll give you power to set, to set people free that are in bondage. I give you this power. Jesus said, these things that I'm doing, I want you to do greater things. Greater things. We believe that God has called us to be sent. John McGilvery always tells me, that one of his favorite sermons is when we preached on the Lord's 300, where we're sent out. Now we're like the Lord's 350 or the Lord's 400, sending them out every week. You're an army of the Lord that is sent out every week. I want us to get cognizant. I want us to get aware. I want us to think. I want us to think when we come in these doors, I want us to think we're here to worship God and celebrate. But I want us to, and then I want us to be edified, and I want us to celebrate and be fed and be encouraged. But when we go out those doors, I want to say, depart to serve and be, depart to go take God's kingdom into this world. That's what I want to do. So we believe God's called this church. Let's talk about the global. We believe God's called this church beyond these walls. And if you'll look, they're going to put up a slide of world missionaries. Look where... Guys, these are our missionaries. You saw them. How many know the Skinners? How many sat down and had dinner with them? How, how many uh, uh, read their newsletters? Look at this. The, the ones that say undisclosed, that's because they're in such rough places. 
that they can't let anybody know where they're at because it's danger to them. They, they're putting their life. Jeff and, and Marianne and Shane and Mandy are literally putting down their lives every week. We pray God's protection on them, but how, how many news stories have you heard lately where missionaries are being persecuted or having their heads cut off? These people are in areas like that because they, they you saw Jeremy say, God has called us to unreached people groups. This um, Ben and Kathleen, Ben and Kathleen wrote me this week and he said, Pastor Brian, we're doing it. We're planting a church in Indonesia. It's happening. We had people come. It's happening. And, and, and all these people, these aren't acquaintances. This is our church family. These are your missionaries that are being sent out. And I want you to look at that. But I'm going to challenge you later. You're going to look at that. I believe this because I prayed it. God, I, I, I believe that, that, that a name up there is just going to amplify to you. Or it's just going to get bigger. I really prayed this week that God would amplify a name to you. And there's three things you can do. You can pray, you can give, or you can go. God may even be calling some of you to go like these two ladies are going. But I want you to look at those. I want you to pull out your um, faith giving card. Your faith giving card. We have a goal this year of... Just in world missions, we're not talking home missions and benevolence and all that. Just in home missions, we have a goal to raise 5000 a month, okay? 5000 okay? And it will go to fund this stuff, all that stuff you see on the board. So I want you to take and fill out that card. Everybody, there's pins on your, on your seats. But I want you to take a few minutes, and I want you to fill out this card, and uh, it's real important to follow through on a faith promise because what I do is we adjust our finances and commit to two years. It's a two-year commitment. So um, somebody may say, I want to give $20 to Don and Beth, or I want to give $100 to Jamie and Tricia, uh, or I want to give to um, Abigail and Dan and this church plant. But what I want you to do is write what's on your heart to give to on the card. Write what's on your heart to give to. And then write the amount that you want to give. Carmen, if you'll fill ours out. And remember, this is an offering. It's not a tithe. Tithe is how we run the church. So don't, don't, don't take from your tithe. Your 10% giving, don't take from that and put it on the offering or that throws our books off on tithe. So this is above your tithe. It's, a, it's an offering, okay? Sometimes people just take their tithe and say, hey, do this with it. It kind of messes up our plans. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to hearts. No pressure. In fact, I'm, not, I'm trying not to hype this up because um, you need to make it a sober decision. Ask God if he's asked, ask him what he wants you to do. And he may say, I don't want you to do anything, just pray. But if he tells you something, if he gives you a number, um, it was a step in faith when God told me to sell everything. What are you going to do? Well, it, I'm just going to live in a tent till I hear the next thing. 
in Kirkland. Then when it gets cold, we'll see what happens then. But I'm not going anywhere. Some of you may want me to go somewhere. (laughs) But uh, it's fun. So what God's asking you may not be easy. Then when you're done, I want you to pass your cards to the center. Has everybody had time to do it? Let's pass our cards into the aisles. Ushers, if you'll pick up the cards. Karen, you may have to help. There's a bunch of buckets. There you go. Pass them to the middle. We'll we'll put ushers in each of these. And then I'm going to do an old Methodist thing. We're going to say, praise God from whom all blessings come. Praise Him, all creatures here below. (laughs) We're going to bring these up. We're going to bless it. Push your cards in. You guys can sit down if you want. Thank you. Man, we're going to be sending another one I'm crying about, too, (laughs) very soon. We're going to be sending another one soon that you all are going to cry about, too. Oh, God, I hate the sending part. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you so you aren't going to be wondering about it. Sydney, our worship leader, is going to be going to Florida. So uh, she told me that last week. If I wasn't supposed to say that, forgive me, guys. They will. They're family. Amen. Amen. We'll stand to our feet today. Bring up the, uh, bring them all up. Ushers, bring them all up. Hey, next week, we're starting a series. If you're a visitor, the last three weeks have been out of the ordinary. We don't do it like this. We do this once a year. But next week, we're starting a series that I'm very excited about. It's called Habits of Happiness. It's going to be powerful. It's already changing my life. Um, So we're going to do that. We're just going to close today. Does anybody feel led to pray an ending prayer today? Anybody want to, Jeff, come pray an ending prayer? And then the prayer team's going to be up front if anybody needs prayer on anything.